Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 389, covering New Eden, with Nathan Lajeunesse. Hi, friends. Week two of, uh, I almost said Voyager. What, what is wrong with me? <laughs> what the? We're not going back. No, Jim. Uh, and, and Nate's here, so, uh... Hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. Hello. How, how are you? How, how have you been? Ah, oh, so good. I was gonna say, we haven't talked to you for a while, but we talked to everyone not too long ago. So. Yeah, it was so yeah. good. That was so much fun. And also, yeah, people was. don't know this, but we talk in real life all the time, because we're well, friends. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we as, like, I'm including the audience in the conversation. How has our old friend Nate been? Mm-hmm. But, uh, they, they only just heard from Nate, so... They don't care. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> And you're right, that was a lot of fun and we will absolutely be doing it again. We yeah. we really enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Um but instead, we're going to talk about this. Great. This I I did not care for this Nate. I'm getting the same vibe from you. Matt seems to have enjoyed it. I liked it better than you guys. It, oh. <laughs> it, it, it's it it has its flaws, but I still like it better. Yeah, okay. well, I liked it while it was happening. Mhm. And that's, see, that's my concern doing the show so quickly is because my first rea- my first reaction is almost always, yay, new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, shit, I do a show where I got to talk about stuff. I got to find things to talk about. And then my brain finds all the flaws and then I don't like it anymore. Yeah, that's called the, fan- <laughs> that's called Phantom Menace Syndrome. I know, but <laughs> I still enjoy it viscerally, like emotionally, but mm-hmm. intellectually I have a lot of problems with it. That's fine. Yeah. That's why we have but, to watch it 12 times in two oh hours and, and, yeah. and then write about it. I mm. was great with that last week. Last week, I was all for watching it three times, but this this time, not not as much. <laughs> but, Nate, you have you have prepared quite a summary because, as as is the custom with this show, so many things happen. Yeah, which is like, I'm glad that we're only doing one episode per... Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, right? No kidding, right? <laughs> Maybe we need to switch it up and say, okay, you write the first half and one of us will, will take it from there just to just to give your fingers a rest mm. and your poor throat because you got to read all this now. <laughs> it's okay. So why don't, I'm a professional. Why don't, why don't you tell the people? Why don't you, why don't you give them, get them caught up on what happened in New Eden? Okay. A lot of things happened. So I'm going to summarize this episode guided by the three plot streams. First, we have the angel and blinky light plot comprising approximately 98% of the episode. And then we have the ghost plot that comprised approximately 1.4% of the episode. And then we have the stuff I liked coming in at approximately 12% of the episode. (laughs) So the angels and the blinky lights, definitely a favorite trope of every sci-fi fan. Remember, there's some blinky lights out there in space that we need to go and uh, look at them. For some reason, Spock's diary that his sister stole from his room and read to Captain Dad contains the exact coordinates of the blinky lights, offset by 90 degrees, of course, but it was written 10,000 years ago. So there's a plot thread for later. Begin the tally. Turns out Spock is not vacationing at the family cabin on Ryza, but has admitted himself secretly to his psych ward. After revealing this to Burnham, Pike and Mike are best friends now. She almost tells him that he's, that she saw an angel when he came to rescue her, thusly dashing my hopes that it was just a neat visual and not a weird angel plot. 
We're interrupted by the next quest beacon lighting up. And, oh no, it's too far away. But not if we abuse the sad man who wants to go retire and teach puppies kindergarten or whatever he said. <laughs> in the middle of a conversation with Tilly about how much he doesn't want to go in the mushroom box because Mushroom Hugh is in there sometimes, he gets sent to the mushroom box and then we're at the planet called Earth Fantastic, a great place to store your church. <laughs> Down there we meet a fragment of ancient humans plucked from the middle of World War III who live in peace and harmony and worship every religion because we all know how the devout love to compromise their beliefs to achieve a happy medium. <coughs> <laughs> anyway, after a, re after a brief weird religious chanting campfire ghost story, they retire to the church where they find a dress, dress beacon. It turns out to be a family heirloom that the one cool character on this planet is the custodian of. Despite the fact that they uh, mentioned the Prime Directive approximately 40 times before arriving, he immediately figures out they're space people because they're waving tricorners and whatnot around out in the open. They awkwardly bumble about and say things like, No, no, we're normal human beings from here just like you while winking dramatically into the camera. He throws a grenade at them and steals their stuff and locks them in the basement. We almost accidentally get to know one of the elusive bridge crew, Joanna Wosikern, but she, goes, she only got to go downstairs because she grew up space Amish and we needed her to open the ancient door latch. <laughs> Phew! Dodge that character development. Jacob, the singular interesting person on Earth Fantastic, tries to convince the All-Mother that the space people from space are from space. Here, look at this tricorder. But he is interrupted by the space people who are interrupted by a child wielding a phaser that they actually stated out loud was set to stun. And if a Luddite child can turn the safety off on a Federation phaser, well... <laughs> Krista Pike leaps onto the phaser, which blows a hole clean through his chest, and he dies. Jacob and the All-Mother witness them respectively being miracled by an angel and beaming back up to the ship. After a brief chat with Mike, Pike goes back to tell Jacob that he was right, trades him a battery for the recording of when his ancestors were abducted by space angels, and then fucks right off into space again. Now for the ghost plot. Tilly tries to chip a hunk off of the big rock they found so that it can pilot the mushrooms instead of Stamets, but it punches her real bad and she dies. She wakes up to an adorable person who disappears when Saru comes by to captain at her for being reckless. The bridge crew summons him to the bridge because the planet decided to self-destruct. Later, while Tilly is bouncing around sickbay, raving to herself about how to save Earth Fantastic, the ghost appears once more to be endearing and helpful. After Tilly says everything because she is great, the ghost says good job, and Tilly realizes that she knows her from somewhere. But when she Googles her childhood friends, it turns out she's been dead for 10,000 years. In conclusion, the stuff I liked plot, it is not a plot. The four seconds of conversation that Tilly has with Stamets, the four seconds of conversation that Tilly has with Saru, they did two black alerts, which I love. <laughs> Saru captains so hard in this episode, and anytime Detmer does anything is great. Yeah, all that checks out. I mostly agree with that except black alert, but we've had that conversation before. Yeah, you don't care for black alert, whereas I love its spinning rims. 
No, I like <laughs> I like the thing that it does. I don't like the term black alert. I, I think, think it's, it's so very edge lordy and teen. I come back to this and back to this. It is absolutely something Lorca invented. We're gonna call <laughs> yeah. it black alert because it's cool. Yeah, probably. It is it's cool. Like, well, I guess I, it's I guess it's black alert now. Nate, I like all the deaths that you mentioned there and the fact that only one of them is true, and I will leave it to l the listeners to figure out which of the deaths that you mentioned is actually a real death. <laughs> um, I also enjoy your various names for uh, for Captain Pike. Krista Pike was quite good. Krista mm. Pike's very good. I like Pike and Mike. <laughs> Pike and, yeah, that was another one. And uh, Captain Dad, because apparently you said he looks a little like your dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's not why I went there, but yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, no, I mean... We always think of the captains as as their various parents. That's yep. just a that's a standard go to for us. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's just a supportive dad instead of the angry dad. Mm -hmm. Which, which could is nice like for this show a, a bunch of different problems. Yeah, there's I I I'm Matt. I'm real surprised you like this one. I don't know what to tell. To be fair here, <laughs> um, yeah. he doesn't know either. <laughs> to be no, fair he here, does. I have mm -hmm. a uh, 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 kidney stone, and I'm on a, a lot of very hard drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed that when you were when you were plugging for our Patreon earlier this week, and you referenced the dark web a number of times. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's deep in it. Uh huh. No, I just I like, and if you liked it, I'm not going to tell you you didn't by any means. I'm just saying, like, this has a lot of stuff that is typically r Robotham red flags. You know? I know, it, I know. It, when we got to the planet of the religious people, like, I'm, mm. that, I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. But you know what? Yeah. I kind of didn't care. Like, okay, they like we didn't spend a whole lot of time with them. Mm -hmm. They weren't all like super. They didn't rub it in. It felt like. Okay. You know, they weren't like, just no, our religion is the only, like, it is, but, like, they weren't dicks about it. Okay. <laughs> which goes a long way. And I think having Pike there to be all like, no, this is the people's religion. Like, we may well, not liked, agree with it, but, like, you know. I liked that, and I like that about him, and we don't usually get that with captains. It, I almost got the impression he might be religious, and I don't really want to get into that at all. I, I, I absolutely buy that. From to hint character. at it well he he mentioned his dad caught, taught comparative religion and mm. so there's probably some daddy issues there because he's a star trek character mm. sure. but i don't know i like i don't hate that it's just it felt like we were rehashing all those old sort of x-files arguments those like yeah but there are more things in heaven he literally quotes yeah. there are more things in heaven <laughs> and earth fucking come on and, 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 michael, were, and yeah. michael goes yeah no i know i know shakespeare too mm. yeah no, there's there's some good Michael like, well, obviously that's not true. Like she had a yeah. bunch of bits like like it reminded me of Scully like in, at her best. Yeah. Like no Mulder. There's no Bigfoot. Michael's a good choice to do that. I just I feel I don't know whenever the show wants to be about stuff. I haven't really loved it. Like when they try to address the big themes, I don't feel like they're as good as when they just do great character. That's stuff. that's the thing is I love everyone on this crew now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think all, all I wanted on that. Like, this is my good thing, basically. I, I love watching these guys do Star Trek stuff. There's a mm -hmm, great mm -hmm. moment in the, in the middle of this episode where they all sort – all of the gri the bridge crew gets together to figure out how to keep this planet from blowing up. And it involves dragging a big meteorite around. And it's so good. Mm -hmm. And just everyone's so excited when it works. And, just, like, I could watch these dudes Star Trek shit all day. 
No, and I think we all agree on that point, right? I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Nate, but I, I, I got the impression like, you liked all that stuff too. I think it's kind of my good thing, also. So I'm okay, cool. launch into well, that. Go ahead. Well, I, I care about everyone so much. Yeah, like, I, I can't even sp- think of a specific thing for a good thing. There was no mm-hmm. Klingons in this episode. That's a cop out. I can't say <laughs> Tilly because I think I said that last time. Saru and if you didn't, I did. Yeah, Saru is no, good, and, and he should be the captain. Uh, but the goodest thing about this episode is that even though everything about it was dumb and sucked, I still enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah. yeah. That's still yeah, kind I, of I'll a bad thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I will agree with you there. I like everyone on this show at this point. There were a couple of characters I didn't love before. They got rid of Lieutenant Ash Tyler. They got mm-hmm. rid of Mirror Lorca. And now I like everyone. And yeah. Even I feel in an like episode, they're gonna come back though in this, so I'm just wary about they are. that. If they're if they're one time appearances, I'm more okay with that. Like the thing is, every time last season, it was I was almost into the crew, and then it's like, oh right, but Lieutenant Ash Tyler is here now. Yeah, I can say without qualification, I like every character on the show, which is nice. Hmm. Yeah, if they keep him as like a Klingon character who just shows up occasionally, I'll that's way better. I feel like we're going to do one episode where we revisit the Klingons and find out what they're up to now, and that would be fine. I don't want it to be the whole season plot, but if we say, here's Laurel, here's Lieutenant Ash Tyler, here's mm-hmm. what happens next, okay. Yeah. I, I can live with that. Yeah. Hmm. But you had you had more good thing there, Matt. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, so my actual no, Nate, good thing, uh-huh. my actual good thing, my official good thing to put on the books uh-huh. The, the after the dumb part where they decide on the stupid plan to suck the radiation off the planet using the, the really heavy rock they need mm-hmm. to spore jump so Paul has to get in the box really fast and Saru goes okay we have a plan let's do it and so they're all standing there like okay yes the plan yes we'll do it and Saru is just like run Mr. Stamets and he just like goes flying off the bridge yep. uh, oh yeah right okay <laughs> no all that stuff and honestly like all three of our good things tie in because my good thing is that, like mm-hmm. Saru specifically, we, we've said this a hundred times already, and this won't be the last time. Brian has now made this his personal crusade <laughs> in a very strange, very Brian way. I, I support believe- it. I believe oh, absolutely. his threat so was I. that for, for every day Saru is not captain, he will eat one of the bones of Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's good. <laughs> That's at Arthur Bland on Twitter. Uh-huh. And you know we all we're all on this team. Saru should be the captain. Yeah. I, I like I like New Pike. I like him quite a lot. They they got me to like him in one episode, which mm-hmm. is a hard trick to do. He's nice and he's charming and he listens to his people and he respects them. But Saru has some really great moments upstairs on the ship, a bunch of which uh, Nate and Matt just talked about, particularly with Tilly. And while his lesson of sometimes it's okay to disobey orders is kind of exactly the opposite of Michael actually learning that she needs to start obeying orders from time to time it's still it's still nice yeah he has a great relationship with her but beyond that he has a great relationship with a lot of these people it reminds me a lot of those times when kirk would leave the ship and spock was in charge and suddenly we'd see everyone come together as a team and we'd be mm-hmm. like oh this is the leader they need kirk is a jerk yeah <laughs> like everyone they might not be friends with saru but i think they all kind of like him at least professionally and it's mm. it's nice well, we said this numerous times in uh, last season. He puts the work in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like he earned by the end of that season, <laughs> he's earned that captaincy and he should get to keep it. That conversation he has with Tilly yeah. in sickbay, he very specifically says one thing like, what? Yeah. I learned I, 90 languages because I felt 90, insecure. She's like 90 Federation what? languages. 
<laughs> I love that delivery so much. You did? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, you know, you you know when you met Captain Georgiou or Lieutenant or whatever she was at that point, mm-hmm. like that first day, she had a little box that translated for you. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's so like, his character, though, too. Yeah. Oh, no, it absolutely is. That, it ties like, into that show me the list of, of exemplary captains thing. Mm. Yeah, like his his origin is, is his origin makes that character make so much more sense now as like, mm. at, yeah. not just as the only Kelpian in Starfleet, but as the only Kelpian who could be in Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. having to leave his entire planet behind and learn everything about what the modern world is. And yeah. he's a fucking captain now. Sort of. And well, <laughs> I love, I love his connection with Tilly, where you're the youngest cadet ever to be promoted to ensign. I'm the only one of my kind, so I see that we're kind of similar, and I want to take care of you, and I want you to do good, and I'm, I want to. I know Burnham's your mentor, but God, I want to be your mentor because uh-huh. I really see something special in you, and I love that. Mm-hmm. It's it's good stuff, it, and those two have had a bit of a relationship, but it was nice to give it a beat and say, oh yeah, yeah, he would he would feel that way. I really like that. Yeah, I'm going to be probably the only one on the show who says this, but someone has to. I think Tilly's being just a little too Tilly this season so far. (laughs) That is absolutely your opinion. Uh, It is. It is lots of people's opinion. And I just want to speak up for them and say, I see it. It doesn't bother me as much as some people, Mm -hmm. but she's in danger. She's not there, but she's in danger of becoming this show's Wesley because she ran on the bridge and saved the, the day again. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I can see that argument. I don't completely agree with it, but that that seems to be where they're taking her, and I think they need to just pull the throttle back a little. Is all. Yeah, I, well, she I know. She did get I entirely her. shot down at the beginning with a great idea of how to get to the blanky light. Yeah, that I liked. I was like, oh, what? But the, yeah, but watching, she said so many words that don't exist. How is that not the answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, watching her fail a little is kind of what I'm talking about. Just just like humble her a little bit, and not just in the way where she's kind of awkward, but you know, like make her good at her job, but not perfect at her job. Mm. That's all. And Michael could use a little of that too. Sometimes, honestly, that's true. Mm. Just sometimes the characters are too completely perfect at their jobs. They just Mm. need to not be. That's all. Although you might think you might say that uh, starting an entire galactic war might've been Michael's Uh, big. uh... Yeah. But also that wasn't her job. I'm talking about her job. Oh yes. Has Michael ever messed any science thing up, like, ever? Oh, no, Michael's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> and I'm not saying she should be bad. She should be excellent at her job. But every now and then, it's like, oh, that that uh, calculation I made was one digit off. Whoops. Also, somebody else found that out and told her, and she had to, like, eat humble pie. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll never happen ever. Never. I know. <laughs> Enjoy your delicious humble pie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a big fan of the share and enjoy replicators Discovery apparently has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is very good. Your nutritious um, breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that ship's going to turn into a whole person later, but that's yeah, a discussion yeah. for a different episode. Oh, uh-huh. uh, we already had that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Like, like, I think we all agree that even though the plot was not the best all these guys make it worth watching yeah that's the thing man like the there's stuff in this that i didn't care for but like i got to i got to hang out with my friends the discovery crew and was quite happy that's my bad thing okay so many things about this episode i did not enjoy very much at all 
Mm-hmm. My bad thing officially is the entire plot of this episode. I think that the thing that I like the least is that it feels like there's too much going on, but also at the same time we're missing so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not need the, we must find the seven talismans, and when they combine, we shall finally rule the space world. Oh, I get that same vibe, too. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch these characters chilling with each other. I want to see what the bridge crew does when they're not on the bridge. And where mm-hmm. the fuck is Spock? Oh, I don't care. Well, yeah. now we know he's in a uh, a mental facility, like that's a psychiatric ward. Th- that's the thing, which... though. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care like i don't yeah i don't i just want them to go find him so that we can stop fucking talking that's, about it that's the thing is that like it's it, it's these huge cock tees where just where spock he could show up at any time spock you know uh-huh. the guy you like you know he's coming because we made a huge fucking to deal mm-hmm. uh, to do yeah. about about hiring a new spock with a new wispy beard that's the same I... thing about hugh like um, just say, yeah. I feel the same way. Just like get the fucking mushrooms to go and reanimate his corpse or whatever the shit you're uh, gonna do. Because yeah. I want it, I want it done so that I can hate it and then it'll not ever think about it again. I mean, get to we, the fucking fireworks factory. Yes. No, we're we're all agreed. They made a big mistake. You were on, you know, last season, minute to talk about this. Like they made a big mistake, and I would love to see them. Like it's sloppy storytelling mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. it this way or anyway, but undo your mistake that's a good that's a good impulse don't just yeah. say too bad that's what happened like uh, you, you got sci-fi you can you can fix it mm-hmm. yeah but this uh so there's a ghost and it's very clear they're they're setting up that this is how they're going to bring Hugh back well and, this is my bad thing okay is t- i'm not a big fan of tilly's new best friend may the ghost well the character <laughs> was good yeah the character's good i was very ex- this girl starts showing up and it's just, just delightful like, the best. Like Tilly's yeah. got a Tilly. Yeah, it's she's great. got a little like, cute girlfriend. It's like, oh man, this 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 new girl's amazing and probably has a crush on Tilly. Clearly, yeah. Which you know, I get. Yeah, that's fine. But like, and then the like, but like from the second she appears, it's like there's something off about this chick. Mm-hmm. About ten minutes into her, like you're just like, oh, you're a ghost or an alien or something. Tilly got bonked on the head by the asteroid, mm-hmm. and now its magic is making a ghost appear. <laughs> Why can't you just be a person? Why can't you just be yet another adorable member of Discovery's wonderful crew? No, and when I was watching this the first time with Amanda and I said that, she's like, no, this this show wouldn't do that. She usually spots all that stuff way before mm. me. Like, this is one of the rare times I did. And I was like, no. And she's like, no, you've watched too much Voyager. They're not going to do that. <laughs> and no, that- seriously, th- this is what I wrote down. You can take the Braga out of Trek, but wait, I guess you can't take the Braga out of Trek. <laughs> No, it's Ghosts the, it's the, they and us. Like, mm-hmm. If you go back mo- and watch the episode again, you'll notice yeah. that she never interacts with anything. Yeah, And okay. also, every time she's on screen, something is red. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, and there's just, whispers okay. in the background. If uh-huh. you listen to them backwards, it says, Maze, a ghost. <laughs> and the reveal scene was terrible, too, where she's like, Tilly's going through her junior high yearbook, yep. and like... Like, asks the computer, is this person serving on Discovery? No, this person died 20 years ago tonight. Uh. But I'm holding her sweater. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I do I'm like, so tired of ghosts. I do like uh, Tilly's facial expression in that scene is very, I have a new friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. And then she like, said, oh, my old friend, yay, we get to hang out. And then what she said was, to, I have a dead friend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what she said was, Michael's not here. I need someone to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her friend fades in like the great gazoo. Oh, hello, dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and then when I, other people show up, she's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just like very the neatly mirage. like the, the doctor Tilly's walks best in. Friend, and Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> he was just here. No, don't lie. <laughs> the uh, uh, pokeroo. That's, that the, oh, stressed God. me out as a kid so much. <laughs> the pokeroo? Do you have the pokeroo? No, no, that's no, 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 I'm talking about Snuffleupagus. Oh, yeah, okay. What the hell is a pokeroo? He was a character on uh, this Canadian, uh, oh, God, what was it? Captain, um, Ca- Captain Kangaroo? No. No, no Captain Kangaroo was American. <laughs> anyway, it was like the circle door. Polka dot door. Polka dot door. Fuck, thank you. Ah, polka dot okay. door. The polka yes, dot door. I don't know door. that one. And I've been around it's you guys Canadian. a long time, and I've never heard of that yeah. one. <laughs> no, it's, it, he, was like, um, he was like the Snuffleupagus. Uh, like, yeah. Or Superman. Oh, you didn't? He was just here. You mm. could have just met him. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Superman's imaginary? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Well, that now I'm gonna have to go reread all those Superman comics with that in mind. That's, that yeah. changes everything. He's a ghost. Go back. He's been dead for ten thousand years. And Why also check it out. Going? Every time he's on screen, there's something red. His costume. Oh, <laughs> terrible. And he never so, touches anything. <laughs> So my bad thing is uh, not the ghosts, actually, because I figured I'd leave some stuff for someone else. Mm. And I knew that wouldn't just bother me. <laughs> this I'm going to go, and Nate talked about this in his summary bit already. Um, I'm going to go with the extremely wasted opportunity of bringing Lieutenant Owoshikin in mm. on a mission and then teaching us absolutely nothing about her. Mm-hmm. We got one sentence of backstory to justify why they brought her along, which is fine. And I guess she has lock picking skills. And Nate, I like your your theory that all these future men have never seen a, a, a manual door before, so she's the only one who could do who could master that technology. <laughs> I mean, Paris had never seen a key, so like yeah, there you go. Uh, that escaped the, that helped them escape the cellar. Star Trek. But <laughs> I could not tell you one thing about her personality after spending a huge chunk of the episode with her, and that that's a shame. Like she's what we said. We all said. All these bridge kids, and they're all kids. They're all, like, under 30. They're yep. all, like, young, interesting, pretty people. I mm-hmm. want to learn more about each one of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I I get that the main conflict was between uh, uh, Pike and Mike as mates. I, I think that might catch on. I like Pike, Pike and, Mike. and Mike. They look alike. Yeah. <laughs> but but Owoshikin basically had to recede into the background to make that happen, yeah. which is basically the away team version of her sitting quietly at her station on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get to know everybody. And yeah. Like, all Enterprise, which, you know, we hated for so many reasons, all that show ever did for the secondary characters was tell us, like, one thing about them. Mm-hmm. Like, Travis likes practical jokes, and that's it. And, yeah. like, <laughs> this show can do better than Enterprise. Come on. Yeah. I will say this, bringing her on a way mission, it's a start. Mm-hmm. It is a start, but... It's not It's not great, but it's but a start. But she didn't get many lines, and nope. she didn't do any physical actions that gave me a better idea of who she was. She was just... The third officer. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And I also want to see more of her butt. It's a start. You want to see more of her butt? <laughs> Phrasing. That's I mean... what it sounded like you said. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm with you. I do. I absolutely want to see more of her. And and Detmer and mm-hmm. uh, the two similarly named guys, Bryce and Reese. Yep. Uh, robot uh, girl who. Robot girl. Arium? All of it? them. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Arium? Miriam, but Arium, Arium. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, also the big head alien in the background, he mm-hmm. has a name too. I forget what it is, oh. but he's a, he's a named character. I want all of, like you know, and 
I get that this show's structured a little differently. Like in the past, it's always been the bridge officers of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this show, that's not the case, and that's fine. I like a different thing. I like mm-hmm. that the captain is around and he could be in episodes, but it's not like a you know, like always the main focus. But you know, Michael's the main focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we see these guys and they have lines, and I've said this a bunch about Detmer already. She's like, like I, f- I get the same vibe as O'Brien in early Next Gen. Mm-hmm. It's like that character had two lines and. She sold like nothing. Like she gave me two syllables, and I I wanted to learn more. Like she's yeah. so interesting. I she's got some great stuff in this one. Little, but uh, yeah, uh, like, having Tilly a... like, can you pilot this? Oh yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, wait, <laughs> wait. What's no. your plan? Actually, uh, yes. Okay, no? yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, and to, you get a... to spin. You get to spin donuts in Discovery. Shit, that does sound really cool. Okay, and then the, cool, yeah. the, the, the look of glee that slowly spreads across her face. I get to do donuts. <laughs> no, fu- she's a pilot that loves piloting. I fucking love that. And that's the thing is More. that that in itself is Sulu or Tom Paris or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that that's not enough. But this actor like sells totally it enough that no, this is a different take on this. Yeah. That's actually like um it. that's a good place to put my quote. Okay. What's your quote? Uh when um uh, Saru gets called back after having a moment with Tilly and they're talking about how uh, the planet is destructing itself and there's radiation mm-hmm. falling down from the sky or whatever and and he says this there's been a disruption in the gravitational stability of the planet's outermost ring this could relate to the signals radioactive particles from the ring are on the way to the planet's surface levels bad bad really bad yeah, that was good. There, yep. were, there were a lot of good one-liners like that. Like like when you pointed out uh, when he told uh, Stamets, uh, run. Run, Mr. Stamets. <laughs> it was also good. Yeah. A lot of good bits. And, of course, like as soon as I saw like Tilly um, playing with the asteroid in like her weird goggles with what basically looked like a uh, proton pack from Ghostbusters, like, well, anything bad that happens in this, Matt, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> Matt's just got hearts in his eyes. No. Look, man, I ain't hard to figure out. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I like her so much. I like her character yeah. so much. Yeah, I do too. Even I if, like, her better she's with being Michael. very ridiculous, I'm still like, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> I, that, I think I think the ridiculous works better with me when she's got Michael to play off of. Mm-hmm. Like, on its own, it, I think that's where I'm feeling like it's just a little too much. But when she's got Michael to say, uh, okay, uh, Tilly, calm down. We can figure this out. But like unchecked, it's just like whoa, okay, <laughs> running around in your underwear. I don't know, man. There's a scene. There's a scene in this where she fucking runs off to the bridge to go save the day, mm-hmm. and you literally watch her go through the door, turn one way, and then there's a beat, and then she runs back the other way, and it shouldn't work, and I still loved it. <laughs> so no, it is. Stupid. It is good, and the performer like really brings it. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, I'm gonna ask you this, and I know this is this gets us in a weird area, but really. Would you would you like this character if it was a dude? I have no idea. Depends on the actor. Yeah. That's the pro- it, the problem is I'm worried that the reason we all like her is because she's a cute girl, mm-hmm. not because she's a good character. You know what I mean? Mm. And I I just that I don't know. Yeah, man, that's a tough one to figure out because just every time she's around, I'm just like, oh, I love you. I know, and I do too. But I, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I get I. I, I just feel it. like we excuse a lot of stuff that might irritate us otherwise because she's so cute. Mm-hmm. I think, even, well, I just like enthusiasm about yeah. anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that ex- that'll just like, I'm just excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. There. I think maybe that's like, that's that, I see myself in that. Just like, mm-hmm. we're doing cool shit. We're doing science. I'm excited. Yeah. 
any no, of and- that any of that crap where she's like, guys, we're doing science in space. It's basically her going, guys, isn't it awesome that we're in Star Trek? Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. I like all that, I and agree. especially since she's the junior officer. Like, like we've had a bunch of guys just going into Starfleet before, and it's fine. But mm-hmm. this is probably the best take on that. We've had like uh, Wesley, and we've had Nog. And I think Harry Kim was supposed to be that. And this is definitely the best version of, of yeah. that, you know, thing. I wonder if she'll become more than an ensign. I, well, she just got promoted. So, I mean. <laughs> my, like, yeah, she know. was cadet for all the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, like that she got promoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, it's a war and uh, uh, don't worry about her finishing the, the academy. She's an ensign now. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. fine. Just fucking finish your, D, your GED, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she had a lot of good moments, let's be clear. I'm not saying I don't like Tilly. I'm saying mm-hmm. I, I personally wish they would just dial it down just a tiny bit. But she had a lot of good lines. Like, like there's a bit where Saru's like, uh, maybe you don't always have to follow my orders. And, and she says, no, I, I think your orders are probably really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cute. And and before we realized May was a ghost, like, <laughs> I liked I liked that, too. She's mm-hmm. uh her her yearbook thing was like uh, being with you is an adventure. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Mm. That is adorable. Yep. Also, the the, the um, yearbook comment was cringy, just like a real one. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> it was supposed to be from junior high, so like I don't uh-huh. know, they're like ten or twelve or something. Oh my yep. god! Of course, it's too real. Yeah, it was. It's also like the Discovery. Discovery is like an office building sometimes. How do you mean? Like t- on the bridge, Tilly is like trying to figure some shit out, but she doesn't have a spot on the bridge. So she's borrowing Michael's computer. And then Michael comes back. Yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, hang on. Let me just uh, save all these documents and close my <laughs> Excel sheets. And uh, <laughs> don't look at my porn. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? I noticed she very clearly has like a a document in there that was like uh, to boldly go or whatever. It was like clearly a captain's speech. Really, uh-huh. I totally yeah. missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh one of the reasons Matt's around is to spot all that background shit. I never noticed that stuff. Yeah. Also, <laughs> did you notice the Christmas ornaments in the uh, New Eden basement? I did. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a basement. Of course, that's where yeah. they keep their Christmas ornaments. <laughs> I. <laughs> I love Their Halloween the- decorations would be there too if they didn't think Halloween was for the devil. <laughs> oh, Halloween isn't for the devil. They just have that on the Tuesday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, you know, this planet's orbit's a little different. October happens in December. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually... I uh, Locking them in the basement is stupid, but it did turn into an adventure game. Uh, and it it was a good it was a good set like mm-hmm. you're right because they had all the old shit they brought with them from earth and then just a bunch of old shit that they've had since they've been there for 200 yeah. years like mm. i kind of liked all that mm-hmm. and i will say like first of all okay i didn't like the plot of this one but if we're doing planet of the week episodes i'm a, i mean i'm very much in favor of that and if that's the format of the show now i'm not gonna like every single planet that's mm. okay it's when we're locked into a whole plot, like let's be in the mirror universe for four episodes, I don't love that. But we're off to a next the next planet, so next week I could like it again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is okay. I wish we didn't have the overall plot of uh, like you said, Nate, the unite the seven signals to rule whatever. <laughs> but I wish we were just going from planet to planet like we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it's still not a bad thing. And the planet looked so much like when we're on planets now, they go to a place instead of shooting on the fucking back lot. Like yeah. Even though it was just a little Earth, Earth same planet with a church, 
they still were outdoors. It was clearly outdoors and yeah. not in the backyard, and it was right. nice. You may not like New Eden, but, it, like, it looks good. Mm. Yeah, every time this this show goes someplace, they go someplace. And we watched eight years' worth of shows where they just went to the same back lot every week and changed the fucking styrofoam boulders a little mm. bit. That's because like, they were filming in L.A., right? I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I assume they shoot this in Vancouver. No, it's Toronto. <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> fucking Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> or Ottawa but it, and whatever. But it doesn't Ontario. matter. They're shooting it. They're shooting it outdoors. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to the studio backlot, and that is a big change. And if they ever go to a cave, they'll probably go to a real cave and not that damn cave set that we all hated. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I like that. Yeah. I you know, and and one of the one of the interesting things was um, I thought this felt very original series. Matt, you said it felt very Voyager. It felt super Voyager to me. <laughs> I thought it felt and, very uh, TNG. And and our yeah, really yeah. <laughs> Okay, because our our friend uh, Fred uh, on Twitter actually said he thought it felt very TNG as well. Mm-hmm. So I we think all got like, something it felt very different. Very out of like it. season two TNG. Everybody's kind of trying was... to figure out where they are and how it all works together, and then yeah, it... I could see that. Yeah, I thought it was very original series because we went to an Earth similar planet where they believe a thing that's not exactly true, but we can't tell them that, and you know. See, it just reminded me of uh, uh, all those fucking, like, Voyager goes to the, there are somehow humans here who traveled a million miles. They remind mm. me of the 37s. Yeah, I and can also, see that. And also, now that I think about it, a little bit of Cowboy Planet from Enterprise, but I try not to think I, about Enterprise anymore. I could see that. And the idea that they were scooped up by an alien and rescued from the war, Nate, you said it reminded you of the Caretaker a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, they, I mean, and this is a thing this show does. It's very aware of previous Star Trek and... One of the things we got real sick of through Voyager and Enterprise was, oh, you've done this before, but this show yeah. is aware of the things they've done before, and they try to put a new spin on it. Here, mm-hmm. I don't think they pulled it off, but but they tried at least. Yeah, I have a note about that, actually. What's that? That Discovery keeps doing things that are just uh, slightly not what I'm expecting. Like, yeah. Tilly had such a long techno babbly thing that was supposed to be the solution. And if it wasn't mm-hmm. that, then it should have been something dumb like, oh, the map was upside down. But then Michael right. comes in with some other techno babbly shit. And we didn't have to go climb into the Delta Tachyon manifold to flip the sentient tiles over to reroute the whatever the fuck. <laughs> we just did the thing. And then there it was. Uh-huh. No, they they're aware. Like this might be the first Star Trek show that is very aware that it is Star Trek. Yeah, and like actually cares about it. Yeah. yeah well, and, I mean, we had years and years of people who didn't give a shit about Star Trek making Star Trek mm-hmm. so, and like, openly saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But I think sometimes they go a little too far trying to be a little like you know setting it in this period and including Spock and all that. Like yeah, a little too much. But that, on the other hand, that's not great. But I appreciate I appreciate yeah. them trying. As it's nice to... having the franchise in hands of people yeah. who actually give. And that was the thing. I know a lot of people don't like the Abrams movies, but that's the, it was so clear to me. They had seen Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They loved mm-hmm. Star Trek and they wanted to respect the characters. And that's that's a lot of what I get out of this show. Mm-hmm. And because Kurtzman is involved and he was also involved in the Abrams movies, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of the same guys. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Abrams not a Trek guy. No, no, no. But the guys <laughs> who wrote it. Yeah. It was that's why it was shot nothing like Star Trek. But the mm-hmm. but the script had such a love for, you know, all of it. Like the that moment I always talk about where Kirk crunches the apple, it's a nothing moment, but it's mm-hmm. such a visual cue to a previous movie that like, oh, you watched you get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> you know this. 
yeah, you understand this character and how cocky he is and that he did a little thing in another movie to show that. And you just did that little thing again. That's Mm. cool. Mm -hmm. And this show does a lot of that too. And mm, I like it more than I don't. And what they did was an earth similar planet, which is a very Star Trek-y thing. Mm -hmm. I also feel like like some of the, um, the dumber shit that they have to do is probably coming from above. Probably all the, Mm -hmm. all the season long arc stuff. You mean? Well, just like the stuff where it's like, I guess, I guess, like bring Spock into it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. It it feels feels like like something like, well, we need to have something so that the people can remember it. And and then we'll (sighs) have like, that'll draw people, viewers in or whatever, the mm -hmm. bottom line. But next gen, next gen did so well back in the day when they, when they stepped back from the original series, became their own thing. And then everyone was like, oh, what's this show? I've never watched Star Trek. I'll give this one a try. Yeah, but it worked uh, with Next Gen. Everyone loved that show. Yeah, but that that was when TV happened in front of you. And if you flipped onto it, then you would just be watching it. But now you have to seek stuff out. So you need to have like a hook. I know. No, they need to justify you buying the CBS All Access. So Spock, a guy you've heard of. I just watch it on TV like a regular human being. Yeah, Yeah, because you're back at home. Canada is literally the only country that gets that. I know. It's so good. Finally. We get CBS All Access. The rest of the world gets Netflix. Which is cool. Netflix works. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fine, too, Most of us are already paying for Netflix, so that's no big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, we all agree. But (laughs) what are you going to do? I complain about it on my podcast every week. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, and I think a lot of the season arc stuff is probably coming from, like, everyone thinks their show has to be, like, tightly serialized 13 episodes or in this case 14, everybody whatever. wants to be breaking bad yeah but mm. do what feels right for the show honestly mm. if this season was just them hopping from planet to planet like star trek and there wasn't an arc like like a story arc mm. character arcs yes have the characters grow yes. and learn and change mm. but there doesn't have to be a, a story thing that ties everything together i don't care no that's the thing this crew is good enough that you could do a bounce around from yeah. planet to planet like tng or uh or Voyager yeah. every week. But and like the show would still work. But very much pay attention to, to continuity and arcs yes. with the characters. Like yeah. Saru's going to learn a new thing this season. And here's where he starts to learn it. And here's where he refuses. And it gets real bad for him. And then he learns the lesson and he wins the day. Like that's yeah. that's a good overall, you know, that's how an arc looks. Mm-hmm. And do it for all of them. But, <laughs> but the story crap, nobody cares, man. But without that, well, would you be complaining that it was uh, Discovery is a fire truck? No, because exploring planets is what I want. I don't want yeah. them going like the fire truck thing came because they were just responding to emergencies. They weren't exploring mm. the, the Enterprise, like Enterprise D and like the latter half of next gen. I can't remember one example of them going to a new planet to explore it. No, mm. it was always we're bringing Answering in a, a vaccine call. or we're bringing yeah. in a like a, a diplomat or, well, the fire truck thing came from answering a bunch of distressed calls, but you're mm, right. They were also yeah. ferrying a lot of diplomats and serums. <laughs> yeah. And then they would do the holodeck episodes or whatever. But their main mission seemed to mostly be staying in already explored space and putting out stuff that was, you know, emergencies that were happening. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's an okay th- concept for a Star Trek show, honestly. But mm. they did the opening narration about exploring strange new worlds and then they didn't do it. Mm. And this is a science ship, so you could put them back on that mission and just send them to planets every week. Yeah. Or yeah. asteroids or, you know, whatever. Planets, asteroids, comets, you know, space yeah, I shit. I don't care. Yeah. 
Just go look around at space. That's what uh-huh. you're here for, man. Really, really heavy rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that rock was All real right. pretty. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good rock. And she was like yeah. inspecting it. I was like, "Ooh, the rock is pretty," just like she was. And then it punched her in the face. <laughs> like, oh, a lot, rock. the rock is mean. <laughs> <sighs> all right. What about else? all that goodwill I built up for you, Rock? And then you punched my favorite character in the face. She made blood, made blood come out of her. Oh my god, she was bleeding on the floor, and I felt so terrible. Yeah, me too. I screamed at my TV. I love, mm-hmm. I love that I can scream at my TV about Star Trek. It's new. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> Even the shit I don't like gets a reaction out of me where it's like oh is this over yet like that's mm-hmm. where we were getting mm-hmm. toward the end of those other shows but like we say there's always so much to talk about mm-hmm. yeah the only problem Even- with doing it basically live is that there would have to be in a pretty freaking foggy friday before i picked this episode to summarize <laughs> well i mean it's you you're picking at random basically you're saying yeah. i we don't know what's coming so you picked this day exactly yeah and that's just, you know, it's not thematically, but I mean, that said, do you have anything new to add to your, your rant from last season? No. Okay. I'm still not but, seeing what I want. Yeah. You you can see that they're probably building toward it, though. Yeah, but just fucking shit or get off the pot. Yeah, fucking I pull agree. the trigger, man. Like, it's like you're saying, do it so we can be mad, and then he was just around again, and we can forget I think, it happened. Because yeah, right I think now, whatever... I'm still not watching the couple that they say this yeah. is the first gay couple, whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah, no, now we're I, just watching, like, the first gay sad guy in Star Trek. I, well, I will <laughs> say, one of the things we complained about was that he didn't mourn, and at least we're getting that. That is something. That's true. But That's you're true. right. But you're right. They should bring Hugh back now. That stuff last week was pretty short. good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good because I think what they want to do is earn the return and say, okay, but he doesn't even seem that sad. If we brought him back, like, you guys don't feel like he even missed him. So we got to show him missing him first. I get that, I guess. But just do it. I'm with you. Like, whatever they do, it's going to be real stupid. So just get it over with. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Just undo your dumb mistake. Admit you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And also them saying this was their plan all along, I don't buy it. Yeah. I do. I don't think that it was. Okay. Because well. it sounds stupid enough that executives <laughs> would have chosen this. <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like they made a mistake without realizing. I don't think they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, I thought, I figured they were just, I don't know, let's kill someone who's close to one of our main characters without thinking about it. Yeah. Also, and, like, and then, he's trying to, he's, he's figuring out the mystery, so we need to get rid right. of him. Just yeah. fine. And and then the backlash, and then they're like, oh, shit, we didn't think of it like that. We should not have done that. Okay, let's bring him back. That's what mm. it feels like to me. But That's why you need to hire a diverse crew to build yeah. your stories. Well, I, I feel like they have said that some of the writing staff is is gay, but I don't know. They did. They said they tried to use that as an excuse as to why it was okay for them to kill him. Uh, well, I remember we talked about this. Glad said it was okay, but that, uh, I mean, all right. Ugh. My black friend says this isn't racist. Oh, my really God. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this one? I think that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how long you were going to make that sound. It was adorable. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I'm scrolling. That's a, a, that's a, a scrolling noise. You had like a wolf howl starting there. <laughs> <laughs> A mournful wolf howl. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. Um, next time, all we know is that an episode is called Point of Light. We don't mm-hmm. know if it'll be good or bad because we have no idea. But uh, but look forward to that. Amanda will be joining us. I'm sure we should have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nate, you got anything you want to you want to tell the people about? Plug whatever. No, you can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Lage. All right. Uh, we have oh so many things. <laughs> it's exhausting. Okay. I hate doing this. Okay. Uh, our email address, <laughs> postatomicore at gmail. Our website, postatomicore.com. Our Tumblr, postatomicore.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at RobotMatt. Uh, we now have a Patreon, which you can uh, donate to and get the show early. I will yep. be editing this show immediately after we finish recording, <laughs> putting it up a full day early, which in the immediacy of this show, like covering Discovery is actually kind of a big deal. It's like, exciting. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fresh in your mind, and you can hear what we thought. Mm-hmm. So so uh, do that, and mm-hmm. um, it's at patreon.com slash Algar, A-A-L-G-A-R. Um, I, I believe, yeah, getting the show early costs you a buck. Yeah. Like, I made that the, the, the lowest tier. Uh, you can also get access to all of our show notes from over the years. Uh, you can get, um, what else? I don't remember. Oh, I'm Christ. looking at the list now. <laughs> oh, uh, when we get to the point where we are covering things that aren't Star Trek, uh, if you don't donate a considerable amount of money, I think it's 20 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, you get to pick something. Yeah. Considerable. You get to pick, pick something that isn't Deadly Games, and yeah. we will watch it and review it. Yeah. The the only the only uh, uh, terms really there are we have to be able to find it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you it can't can, be Deadly Games. And it can't be Deadly Games, of course. Also, I think that's a very reasonable amount of money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it something where okay, I'm not just gonna let every mm-hmm. every person pick a thing because that's dangerous. But you know, for a little bit of an investment, you get to steer the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is uh, the fanfic project we've been working on, Endeavor. I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> is very very close to actually having a hard release date, which will be soon because. Yep. As soon as we finish this recording, Matt and I will be doing our final edit pass on the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already started casting, which means we'll start recording. And I've been doing audio pr- uh, production for a while. It's not going to take much longer after that. Like, I, I got this down. Like, a yeah. couple more weeks, I would say. I would say sometime in February, you're going to see Endeavor. And uh, that's another thing. If you donate to the Patreon, you can hear those early. I'm going to post them, like, maybe a week early for mm-hmm. everyone who, who donates. Uh, to be very clear, that is not a profit uh production we are not making star trek for money you mm. can pay to hear it early but it's a free thing yeah got to be very clear about that we don't want to get axonard yes <laughs> uh but that's coming soon we're real real excited about that mm-hmm. um more details as we yeah, have dude if you could see us fucking chatting about this yesterday oh my god our our dms are mostly all caps uh-huh. <laughs> and what then this, this happens it's it's like Tilly and Michael talking science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what if we do this? Yeah, and then this, and yeah, it's it's super great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will we will have details about that very very soon. Um, and that's all for this time. Yeah, I'll see you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. <laughs>